Again to Variety Bang, the podcast that bangs out episodes in 15 minutes or less, so you can wait for it. Listen at your convenience. I again am your host Travis B. I'm happy to be here. It's another great week, uh, another great week of work. I'm off today, which is nice. Kind of beat up those three 12-hour days in a row. We'll get to you, but I digress. It's been good so far. Work just as a quick update. Work is going well. Today's episode is going to be about probably one of my oldest hobbies right up there with stamp collecting, even though I currently don't practice stamp collecting. I do still practice this on occasion, and that's and that hobby is backyard astronomy. Now, first and foremost, what is astronomy? Astronomy is really simple. It's basically the study of the stars and the planets and space in general. That's a very you know generic overview of what astronomy is, and astrology is the basically the study of tarot cards and like constellations and you know your horoscope and stuff like that. So I think they're both neat, but I'm definitely more into astronomy, uh, the study of the science. And honestly, when I was younger, I had a hard time differentiating between the two, and I just had to come up with my own little way of remembering it was astronomy by saying astronomy is for me because it's what you know I enjoy. Get it? Me and me. See little things like that. And I do those things at work right now. It's like, okay, I'll remember this by remembering that. So I think everybody does that. So like I said, I've been pretty much uh, looking at the sky since I was a kid. I think we all have to a point to lesser or greater extents. I remember laying in my backyard in Long Island, New York on a cool, crisp night, uh, laying on a blanket, maybe laying in a sleeping bag and just staring up at our sky. And uh, there wasn't a lot of light pollution where we live. There wasn't a lot of you know, street lights or, or businesses or anything like that. There was none really. It was pitch black. And it was, that's when the sky is the sharpest. And it's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful to stare up at the night sky and just see all these amazing stars and planets. It really puts you, it really makes you kind of say, gee, you know, I mean, I'm a very small cog in a big machine. You know, it really does, I don't want to say make you feel small and tiny, but it makes your problems seem less significant because there's so many other things out in this universe. And, you know, how, how big can your problems truly be? So um, it's a good thing. I use it as a – it's a good thing for me. It makes me feel better. I think the farthest I've gone with backyard astronomy – and by the way, when I say backyard astronomy, it just it's just a term that's used by most people, by most amateur astronomers, unless you have your own Hubble or your own, you know, uh, super huge land-based telescope, then you're, in a, you're in, uh, an amateur. You're not in a professional. You know, you can – you know, you can get even really expensive telescopes, but if you're using them in your backyard or on the beach or or in the park or something, you're basically a backyard astronomer, an amateur astronomer. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, some people, backyard astronomers, they just use, you know, what God gave them, and that's their eyes. And that's a great way to start. That's how I started off as a kid. I didn't have binoculars or telescopes. I would just look and see in the sky, and I would just be amazed that, you know, what I could see with my naked eye. Of course, the cooler, crisper, less humidity, no humidity night with low light, that's the best way to do it. It really is. Uh, recently, recently, as in like two years ago, I started, uh, I have a friend of mine I used to work with at my last job, Henson, and uh, he was in the bird watching, and there was a really bright n- uh, moon out one night at work, and there wasn't much going on. And uh, I asked him, I said, you don't have a pair of binoculars. Said, yeah, I do. They were like his Swarovski crystal $5,000 binoculars. I was kind of nervous to use them, but he said, let me use them. And I looked at the moon. And I'm going to tell you, anyone 
or if you okay, let me rephrase this. If you have never looked at the moon through a pair of binoculars or a telescope, you're missing out because we all know there's craters on the moon. We were taught that since we were kids. You can see the the gray spots, you know, the big white moon with those gray spots. Yeah, those are the craters. But have you actually ever seen the craters with a simple pair of thirty dollar binoculars? It's amazing. I mean, it, it's it's mind blowing. It's like wow. It's just it's. You never really appreciate it till you see it on your own. Like I've never gone to a a big observatory. I've, I've never got to look through a huge telescope. I'd love to, uh, but you know, I just I've always just used my eyes or whatever was around me to look. You know, telescope or something, and it was just it's amazing. It was amazing. So I uh, it's something I definitely recommend. That's the first jumping off point I'm going to talk about is if you want to get into the hobby, all you really need is a backyard or some place where you can stand and. Uh, your eyes, I would I would upgrade upgrade from your eyes. You can't see the craters on the moon well with your eyes, but you can with a good pair of binoculars. I bought a pair, I bought a pair of Celestron binoculars. I can't tell you the brand. I could, but I'm not going to get up and do it because I'm lazy. But and I use those, and you can see so much stuff. Um, you really probably won't really need to go beyond binoculars. Binoculars are portable, super portable. You take them anywhere. You want to go to the beach on a dark night? Go to the beach. Use your binoculars. I have a problem where I have hand tremors, so I have a binocular um, tripod attachment, and that's something I've got to start trying to use next time I go out because I just shake too much. Even in leaning against the building, I just shake too much. I like to just not shake, so that that's something that i got to get a tripod, but that's fine. I mean, it's they, not going to hurt anything to get a tripod. It's still super portable, and that's why I suggest binoculars really for you, for the beginner and for everyone. Because you can get a cheap pair of binoculars, and binoculars, just like anything on this earth, they can go up in price. You could spend, like my friend did, $4,000 on a pair of binoculars. So the sky's the limit. I mean, I probably wouldn't spend more than 100 because, you know, I'm just, I don't do that much backyard astronomy, mainly because where I live, it's, it's just too much light pollution. I, I can't, you know, the neighbor's lights are on and the street lights are on down the street, and I just, there's no, there's no way for me to really get away from it unless I drive. So even the beach around here, the beach, it's like, I'll go to the beach. You know, there's so many restaurants and business. It's bright. You know, you have to ride. You have to go to like a pitch black park. And that's something I wouldn't mind doing. But uh, for now, uh, the binoculars are good. And they're a pair of Celestron. They are a good uh, brand, especially for looking up into the night sky. Celestrons are very good. And I did actually later on down the road in one of my, uh, uh, one of my you know, spend crazy moments, I went ahead and I bought myself a $150 telescope. And I used it twice, and I don't like it. And I'm going to get rid of it. And why don't I like it? I have to point it at the sky. And then I have to basically almost double over, I'm six foot two, double over, bend over, crouch down. And then I have to find what I want to look at. And then as soon as I get it zoomed in, two minutes later, it's not in view anymore. And you have to move the telescope again. So there are different tripods I could buy for it. Um, I forgot the name of them, but there's one that I have a station. And then there's one that tracks with the, with the earth. And, and they have, you know, they have the ones where you just hitting coordinates and it shows you what's there. So there's a lot of different options if you want a telescope. And even now, it's kind of a waste for me in my situation where I basically don't, I live around so much light pollution. There's no point in buying a telescope. And uh, honestly, if you're in the suburbs, I wouldn't do it anyway. And they're not that portable. My telescope, it's big. It's a big telescope. You can take it and then you kind of take it out. By the time you get done, you get it set up. It's just... I could just bust out there in my binoculars. I could lay down on a blanket on the beach and look through my binoculars, and that's that's what I'd rather do. So I'm going to have to sell my telescope. Now, I'm not saying I won't ever buy a telescope again. 
I might, but it would definitely be one that has, I hate to say cheating features, but like auto, either the, um, I forgot the name of it. Darn, I knew it too. They have one that when you set it up, it tracks with the Earth. So, you know, the moon will always be in your telescope site. If that's what you want to stare at, that's great. I might get one of those those um, setups. Or they have the ones where, you know, you punch in the coordinates or something and it zooms, zooms in. I, I might get one of those because I'm lazy. But for now, binoculars are good enough. In fact, I haven't looked at the sky that much recently. Uh, new job and everything, and nerves and every, and just I haven't had a chance. But like I said, things are things are going well now, so I'm doing doing much better, doing well. So I see myself staring at the sky a little bit more. It's only the uh, middle of February, end of February here in Florida, so I probably got another month and a half, two months, hopefully, of good sky because around here you start getting hot, and humid, you won't see nothing. You have to have a cold and crisp, and then there's a light pollution, maybe. I could go to the beach one night or a beach or somewhere. Maybe my wife knows, though. She knows more of this area than I do. Maybe she could tell me where we could go and just, you know, have a dark bit of sky. That'd be great. So anyone looking to get into it, it's a great hobby. Uh, you don't need to buy any books. I bought a book. I don't read the book because anything I want to know, I can look at on YouTube or Facebook and uh, just really find out what you need. There is the, like, local for me would be, like, the St. Petersburg um, Astro- Astronomical Society. They'll answer all your questions. They're having a meetup. I think it was tonight. They're oh, you meet here and there. You know, it's all free, and you all just go and compare each other's telescopes, and you can learn stuff. So that's pretty neat. It's a neat little little hobby. It's a neat little thing to get into. And uh, you know, it's just uh, every time I look up at the sky, and I just think to myself, you know, we're just we're so small in this universe, you know. And I don't know what you are. The Drake equation, if you know what that is, great. If you don't, look it up. I don't think we are the only people in this universe. This universe is far bigger than everyone, anyone knows, and it's still expanding. There's life out there. I don't think little green men have contacted us. I don't think we've been contacted in any sort of way from life from another planet, but I do know there is life out there. There's got to be, and the chances of us ever communicating are slim to none because, to give you an example, we're sitting here, and we're a couple, what, how old are we? Is a couple million years or billion years animals have been roaming here what happens if a civilization if the first you know algae is forming in a, in a pond somewhere millions of galaxies away by the time they look at us and see us we'll be like just starting out but we'll be dead that's one of the things i love about time and space travel and stuff basically the stars that you look at in the sky there's a good chance some of them if not a good amount of them probably are burnt out because their light takes so long to get here even traveling at 186,000 miles a second which is the speed of light even traveling that fast, it takes millions of years to reach us. So that light that we see in the sky, that that could be that 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 civilization, not civilization, maybe civilization, but that uh, that star or that planet might not even be there anymore. I have always thought that was f- just flipping neat. I think that's just kind of sad, but kind of cool. I think that's my overall feeling about space. Space, the final frontier. No, space is scary cool. It's scary, scary freaky cool. It's scary. It's freaky and it's cool. So that's one of those kind of things I've always enjoyed. So um, and now I feel like I've talked myself into do into learning more about astronomy. Thank you very much, Travis. So anyway, at that note, I will let you all go. Like I said, work's been fine. In case you've been wondering, feet are feeling better. Everything's going well. Family's doing good. Um, I hope you enjoyed this section on, uh, on backyard astronomy. Again, if you want to get in touch with me, ask me any questions, make any suggestions, or just generally chat and say hi, uh, my email is, is varietybang at yahoo.com. Again, that is varietybang at yahoo.com. You can also Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter me. I am the only Variety Bang that I know of on those platforms. And until next time, 
Uh, be well, uh, take care, and uh, I'll talk to you then. Bye.